Readers Entertainment Radio presents Book Lights with your host, author Lisa Kessler. Book Lights, where we're shining a light on good books. Good morning, everyone. Can you believe it's February? It's the month of love. So this month, I have all my guests are all romance authors, all my buddies. Uh, And this month, if you didn't catch her last Thanksgiving, Melinda Curtis, USA Today bestseller, is back with us. And I'm so excited for you to meet her. We were chatting all the way up until the, anyway, she's very funny, and I can't wait for you to meet her. If you have not read her books yet, you are in for such a treat. And I'll read her bio here so you can get to know her. Melinda Curtis is the USA Today best-selling author of lighthearted contemporary romance. In addition to her Sunshine Valley series from Forever, she's published independently and with Harlequin Heartwarming, including her book Dandelion Wishes, Wishes, which was made into a TV movie, Love and Harmony Valley, starring Amber Marshall. She lives in Oregon's lush Willamette Valley with her husband, her basketball-playing college sweetheart. While they raised three kids, the couple did the soccer thing, the karate thing, the dance thing, the little league thing, and, of course, the basketball thing. Now when Melinda isn't writing and Mr. Curtis isn't watching college basketball, they do the DIY thing, which I could tell you guys because we were chatting beforehand that she is in her lovely laundry room today to do this call because the <laughs> contractors are working on her house <laughs> this right? is how authors yes yeah this is how authors yeah do this it. is the glamorous <laughs> life right I'm in my laundry room exactly. I had to stop the laundry in mid-cycle <laughs> <laughs> yes it can wash later <laughs> Right. And also, I did put a link to Melinda's website right there. You guys can click at any time and sign up for her newsletter. And she has roughly a gajillion books, and they're all there. So you can find so many great reads. And she has a new book out today, Littlest Cowgirls. You want to tell everybody about it? Oh, gosh. This one is so fun. It's a um, an Idaho series set in the mountains of Idaho. Um, it's about the family of Monroe's who inherits a town and they don't really know what to do with it. So I get to have a lot of comedic value here. And one of the Monroe's is actually an actress and um, the sexiest man alive, thinking that he dated her, but it was actually her twin sister. There's a twin switch involved. So it allows me to have some really fun, fun stuff you know, put the sexiest man alive a little bit in his place. He thinks he's, you know, the greatest gift. And then, of course, you get the rug pulled out from under him all different ways when he comes to town. So, yeah, that's out today. And um, it has an adorable little cover with two little twin girls with cowboy hats on. And I'm really excited because it's a special release um, through Walmart. So it's supposed to be on Walmart shelves. Oh. You know, I always hesitate when I say that the first day. Thank you. Yeah, I always hesitate that when I say that the first day because, you know, I I love and support Walmart, but, you know, not the books are not always out there when you say oh, today right. is the day, right? Today is the right. day that they might Sometimes unpack the books and later. put them on the shelf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I do, I appreciate everybody on the front lines. I do appreciate you. Yeah. I totally understand. But I just want to caveat if it's not there today, it might be there tomorrow or the next day. <laughs> Right, right. And it is uh, live on Amazon, too. If you just want to put it in your e-reader in your jammies at home, you can grab it there, too. (laughs) Yep. And so are there twin babies in the story? I mean, I don't want to do spoilers, but the cover is so cute. Yes, 
Yes, twin baby girls, yes. And there's decisions about, you know, whether the sexiest man alive is ready for adulthood and parenthood and, you know, all that. All that comes along with it, you know, adulting. Not everyone's ready for it when it happens. (laughs) Sometimes even when we're adults, we're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. That is so exactly it. There are times when we just have to go hide. (laughs) Yes, I know. I I was on book deadline. I have a book due today as well. And um, oh today gosh. is a big day for me, apparently. And uh, <laughs> yes. my, uh, you know, God love him, my son and my daughter-in-law called up and wanted to bring us dinner on Saturday night. I was like, oh, that's really great. And I was thinking they would maybe drop off dinner, you know, right. but they, they brought the grandbabies over. And so, you know, it was like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is so nice. And then every once in a while I would get that, you know, panicked. Oh, I have a book due in two days. Oh, this is so nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As a writer, we almost always are in this this guilt thing because we want to be present, but also our brain is like, what should we write in the next chapter? Well, we (laughs) shoot, we're 5,000 words behind. And it is hard to be present. Yes, I my husband came up to me at 7:45 this morning and said, "Oh, hey, can you go with me to the dump because he had taken down some walls. <laughs> you know, there was plas- it's an older house, so there's plaster which weighs a lot. So you can't really fill the truck up a lot because the truck might die from all the weight right. of plaster. Plaster <laughs> is much heavier than regular drywall. Drywall. You know this up on the walls, but yeah, so I have already been to the dump this morning. I'm telling you, it's a glamorous life, it is people. A, very come glamorous. be a romance writer. Yes, come be a romance writer. Yes, yes. Never be a, a writer, they said. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Oh. Glamorous. Eat bonbons. Take bubble baths. That's right. Yeah, I can't remember my last bubble bath. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> but in our books, everyone has time for that. <laughs> So can you tell us the um, inspiration for the new book that's out? Like did Harlequin say, here's an idea, or were you just dying to write a Hollywood movie star going to Idaho? Well, actually, I think that might be one of the, one of the things that they don't always um, like in a series book. So a series book isn't, imprint. So Harlequin Heartwarming are always clean romantic books, think Hallmark movie, right? Rather than, mm-hmm. you know, a sexy theatrical a sexy release. Thing, yeah. yeah. Right. So I kind of think they don't especially want it, but I when I the series I pitched it as a as twelve grandchildren inherit this little town because I thought, oh, you know, when you write a series, you write like ten, twelve books, I should just pitch 12 in the beginning right what mm-hmm. was I thinking right this is <laughs> I think this is book seven and uh, you know I had there. one of the children <laughs> I had one of the children be like she was a child star in Hollywood and now she's struggling to try to transition to adulthood you know out of rom-coms into serious work fighting that whole thing I thought that would really be interesting and then I thought oh you know from the how interesting it would be from the other side of, you know, what do men go through when they're action heroes, you know, 
Are they these invincible action heroes because they don't really settle down and grow up and take the meteor roles, right? It was that, that kind of thought process went through my head. So when this book came up, when it was time to do this book, I was like, well, you know, in reality, I have been talking about one of the little teenagers in town, you know, had a People magazine and was touting this guy as the sexiest man alive, kind of from book two forward. And I thought, I think, I think he's got to be in this book. <laughs> oh, fun. And, a little humbling. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he gets his comeuppance when he comes to town because there are a lot of young little cowboys and he's trying to do some stunt, you know, early in the book, he's trying to do a horse stunt where he leans over in the saddle and, you know, picks up this pretend bag of gold. And, you know, mm-hmm. he's going to impress these little boys. Well, he's just come off another movie shoot where his back was injured. And so he, you know, when he leans over in the saddle to grab the gold off the ground, he just falls right out of the saddle. So there, <laughs> there are these fun moments like that where it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah you know, and the little boys anymore. are coming over and they're like, they're like, is he dead? They're poking him, you know, because he's just on the ground <laughs> laying there. So, no, he wishes yes, he was. I, yeah, I've been really fortunate that um, both Harlequin and Forever Romance have really allowed me to kind of not not exactly be slapstick, but to include a lot of humor like that. Right, physical physical gag. Yes, I mean when I first started writing for Harlequin, I wrote for a line called Super Romance, and it was back in the early two thousands. I'm kind of dating myself here, but you know they they liked kind of straight romance. Like you couldn't really bring the comedy like you can today. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of evolved, oh, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all love a rom-com movie. So why not a book? I know. Right. Yeah. I like to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you have a really good laugh too. I hope your, <laughs> well, your listeners you. appreciate that because you have this very infectious laugh. Well, I I hope so because I do it a lot. <laughs> so I hope they're not annoyed. <laughs> no. So there's no way. So oh good. Well thank you. <laughs> um, since we are in Valentine's month and the month of love and all that kind of thing, we were chatting ahead of time, but I was asking about Valentine's Day books and you have you have a book due today, a book out today, and you have another book out later this month, right? You're like super busy. Do you want to tell everybody about Dream a Little Dream? Well, Dream a Little Dream is uh, book three in my Sunshine Valley series for Forever Romance. And that is, there are three matchmaking women who play poker at the beginning of every romance to decide who they want to try to matchmake. The winner gets to choose. So, there's, you know, that kind of sets up, yeah, fun premise at first and so the um the couple that they're going to be matchmaking in dream a little dream is um a bull rider and a judge and um they were <laughs> high school sweethearts <laughs> and they you know oh, they they are coming back around you know to each other but the matchmakers feel like you know the bull rider just really doesn't know how to woo a woman correctly so they're going to give him some kind of romance lessons. <laughs> so anyway, tip. it's yeah, 
it's, you know, typical me. I can't just write a straight little romance. I have a, I have a problem with doing that without including some humor or helping people to learn and grow as they <laughs> as they find their happily ever after. I'm a firm believer that the reason they didn't find their happily ever after before the book started was because they had to learn something. And oftentimes yes. by meeting the person they're destined to be with, they learn a lesson that needs to be learned and grow and change, become better people, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> right. And I think that people outside of romance who look in, you know, who write articles about bodice rippers and all that kind of thing, I think that they don't understand that if, you, if you're a romance reader and if you enjoy the genre, part of what you enjoy is the hero's journey, just like a fantasy reader does and that kind of thing. And you like to see people come to the page with some broken spot. And then by the end, they've grown and they get their happily ever after. It's not just, you know, a book of talking about our feelings and, yeah, you're great and so are you and let's be together. You know, that I feel like sometimes people yeah. think that's what romance is, but that's not actually it. <laughs> right. I mean, if they could just have a conversation at the beginning of the book and and solve other problems or tell them that they're not really dating the person that they think they're dating or whatever it is then it, it really is not, to me, a satisfying romance. I really like them to fail, you know, mm-hmm. either because they're they're proud or, you know, because of this past that realize that maybe they need to see a part of the world differently or themselves differently. You know, right. it can be really right. interesting. And it's not that it's not that I write issue books either. You know, you don't either. Right. Right. It's not like, oh, this person wants that cancer, which are, you know, those are fabulous books. Right. And, and great right. wrenching reads sometimes. But I do like to bring some humor and and to the process, because I think like you and I both, we laugh at what life has put us through. Yeah. yeah. Well, you laugh or you cry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd rather lean toward yep. laughing. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And and not only do you have two books out today and a book due today, I'm not trying not to stress you out, but here I am labeling your list of things to do. But you have a virtual book tour coming up with Debbie Maycomer and Brenda Novak, right? You want to tell everybody about that? It's virtual, so everyone can go. Yes, um, it's the Royalty of Romance uh, bookstore tour, and it starts February 8th, and it's five days, and we're celebrating, you know, of course, the biggest month of romance, Valentine's right. Day romance, um, and and I had to kind of laugh because, um, you know, it's Debbie Maycomber, Brenda Novak, Sheila Roberts, Rayanne Thane, and me. And I'm like, okay, so if it's royalty of romance, there are some queens up there, and I am like, you know, a princess. <laughs> but it's, you know, <laughs> princesses are good too. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. And these are all wonderful women. I mean, I know them personally, and they're just sweethearts, all of them, and fabulous, talented writers, and it's an honor to be included. Um, but yes, it is you know, five days of a virtual book tour coming up. This is what, you know, COVID has kind of put us in. Right. um, Which actually kind of makes it possible too, right? Because we're in Seattle and we're in Sausalito outside of San Francisco. We're over in Florida. So, you know, we couldn't actually hit up all these these different bookstores if it wasn't virtual. 
But, uh, right. yeah, I started announcing it today. So every day I'm giving a week advance of a different bookstore that we're stopping at on my Facebook and Instagram pages. Um, it, you know, Melinda Curtis author is pretty much, you can search that or search Debbie Maycomber, you know, or Brenda Novak right. or whoever you one of your favorite of the five of us is to kind of, to figure out, okay, where are they going to be? Cause it's free and you get to come and we do play games and there are, you know, prizes, readers get prizes for coming out and joining us. So, um, but we do, um, it's all with um, individual, you know, independent bookstores rather than, than a chain. We do try, we're trying to support independent bookstores too. That is really cool. And how do they like, is it um, virtual like Facebook live on their, on their bookstore page? How is it, where do people go so that they can see it? Yeah, they go, um, there's a link. I think all of them are doing a Zoom link that they're hosting. And um, then they will also post it on their, you know, social media pages. So people can see it. Even if you don't attend, you can actually come attend. Um, And we've all sent um, goodies. So if you purchase any of our books, you're going to get, you know, something special from each one of us as well. So there's, there's all kinds of you know, ways to help benefit. And um, I think most of us are giving away um, gift cards to the bookstores too. So you have, you know, something to purchase a book with and it's, it's, you know, it's fun and it's exciting to get out and kind of see reader spaces and, you know, they can see how silly and approachable we are. (laughs) From your laundry room. You know, I just, I like my voice, yes, trailed off, and I was thinking, where am I going to host these things <laughs> next week? Because, because the room yeah, that I normally do, gone. they just they just took the wall down in the room that I normally do my zooms in. And okay, yeah, there's no in the garage whatsoever. <laughs> right? Yeah, a blanket up over the hole. I'm picturing money yeah. pit. <laughs> right. I have a little space heater, and. Um, <laughs> Never remodel your house in the Pacific Northwest during the winter, people. This is, we moved from California, and that was our first mistake, I think. <laughs> well, we, from California, you just don't think about rain. It's like, well, it won't be hot. That'll be perfect. <laughs> right, or the cold. You know, it's down in the 30s pretty much every night, and oh. and uh, it's dark, and there's all kinds of spiders that I'm not familiar with because I didn't grow up with these kind of bugs, you know, where I'm like, is that the brown recluse that spider that everyone tells me to be aware of? Is that, you know, <laughs> they all get squished anyway. I'm sorry. Get, oh, that's just, you know, at least you don't yep. have to take out a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> right. You move to where there are big bugs and snakes, right? Have you seen yes, any of the, oh my gosh, so many lizards. Um, I have not lizards? seen an alligator. Well, both. <laughs> There's like oh, a boy. million kinds of lizards here. At one point during <laughs> summer, we got, we got here in August and so much rain. Oh my gosh, all the rain. And when it would stop raining a little bit and you would walk out, we have this little, um, cement walkway but there's grass on both sides and one day we came back from the grocery store we were walking up and it was like a wave of lizards in the grass I was like I can't even look I can't even look (laughs) yeah it's like a miniature Jurassic Park I'm like I can't even look I'm just going in the house oh 
<laughs> but we uh, could, I mean, it was moving. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. So Florida <laughs> has lots of lots of wildlife here. <laughs> I remember the last Very time I went to Florida. I think I was I was like walking outside of a convenience store and I heard something. I looked up in a tree. I don't know why I looked up in this tree, but there was literally, you know, like a two foot iguana up in a tree. And I was like totally freaked out. (laughs) Did someone's pet run away? Like, is this natural? Here's, here's something for your comedy book that you could use someday. If you ever write something in Florida, there was a local news story here recently because it got really cold, which is bizarre for this area. It got in the 30s sometimes at night. And they, of course, mm-hmm. warned people about iguanas falling from trees because they're cold-blooded. <laughs> and so I guess when it gets really cold, they just, like, go to sleep and they fall out of trees. Well, local news story, this guy came out of his house and found like five or six iguanas that were dead on his lawn. He thought they were dead. So he scoops them up in a tarp and puts them in the back of his car to to go throw them away. And while he's driving, they warm up and they wonder why they're in a tarp. Can you imagine the horror? Oh, my gosh, he's driving, and they're crawling out. I was like, oh, 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 Lord. That that is a horror movie. That would not (laughs) be good. Yeah, I just didn't even realize that happened. But I guess the cold-blooded animals, they just, when it gets too cold, they're just sort of frozen. And then when they warm up, they're back alive. (laughs) Yeah, frightening. (laughs) Right? That is frightening. (laughs) I was really, I, I had a lot of plants when we moved. I had a lot of planters out around the yard. And I told my husband, you know, we're taking these planters. And he thought I was nuts. And so one of my sons drove down in his little SUV <laughs> and we loaded up like 18 pots in, you know, wow. in seats. We seat belted them in. We put them all Aww. in the back. We had layers of them. <laughs> While he was driving home, spiders would drop on him. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, it was, oh, it I was a horror story. He pulled over oh. and went into, yeah, went into a convenience store and bought like, you know, raid bug spray and was like spraying the whole thing. And then he said, I let it sit and air out so I wouldn't die from the fumes, you know. Uh, oh, scary. That, yeah. That happened when you move. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yikes. So do you have any um, tips, I guess, for, because I'm having all romance authors on for February and you're the first one. And so what I was thinking I was going to ask everybody is what are some romantic ideas for the readers listening for them to do at home this year, since we're all like staying inside for Valentine's Day? Um, Do you have anything that you've done during the pandemic that you thought, oh, this is romantic? I mean, candlelight dinner, yes, but... Are there anything fun yeah. you can think of for stay home? You know, I I have been trying with all the, you know, disruption in my life this right. past year. I've been trying to every day think of a grateful thought, right? I mean, that it happens a lot oh, during like November for Thanksgiving, right? 
And a lot mm-hmm. of my thoughts revolve around my husband, who is so, you know, patient and kind and, you know, he's always there for anyone that's in trouble. And I was really thinking that what I needed to do, and look, it's February 1st already, and I haven't prepared this, was to write him a little heart-shaped note every day from now until the 14th. I mean, I think it's, Aww. you know, oftentimes we're, we're, we put on our polite, kind faces and compliment people in the workplace or, you know, random checkers at the grocery store and we forget to compliment and be grateful for the people that are around us that share a roof. Mm-hmm. That's true. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah. And you could do it yeah, just in a secret little note of in your laundry room. <laughs> You'll laugh because he just walked by the laundry room has a window. He just walked by the window with a saw and I'm wondering like where he's going with a saw. <laughs> His ears were burning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's next for you? Um, you you said you have a book due today. Um, what What's up? Can you tell us? Well, I mean, not like spoilers. Yeah, but. I mean, the next book I'm w- working on is uh, one of the rom-coms that I publish independently. Um, oh, nice. Uh, about a a group of sisters that when they were teenagers, since they were heiresses, they developed this kissing test for their boyfriends and um, now they're older. And so it's my kissing test series. Um, So yeah, I'm working on kiss me at midnight, which involves kind of the nerdiest um, sister and uh, her, her kissing someone every book opens with a kiss and her kissing a stranger at an event because she has, She's taken off her glasses and she doesn't know who has given her this fabulous kiss. So oh, that should be fun. Cute. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen on Netflix, the kissing booth? That was such an adorable movie. I love that little series. That's so cute. Yeah. I thought that was adorable, but that kind of reminds me of that. That's, that's super cute. I love it. Have you written it yet? Or it's next up to get written. I've written the first, couple chapters and I'm actually behind a couple months because of all the moving Mm -hmm. and COVID and stuff. So I have gotten a few like reader notes about, Hey, where's this book? I can't find it. (laughs) Well, what? It's not coming. It didn't write itself. Come on book. My books are super lazy like that. They never write themselves. I know. Gosh darn it. I wish they could. I know. Right. We got to teach these books better. <laughs> so, Behave. right. Do you want to tell, um, I think most readers understand being hybrid, but, but um, what's the difference like for you between doing an indie book for yourself or writing a book for a publisher? Yeah. Um, uh, to me, in my mind, a publisher has a broader audience, a built-in audience. So they have a way of distributing, like, you know, print books to Walmart or um, all the platforms. They have readers that trust their brand that are going to pick up a Harlequin Heartwarming or a Forever Romance, and they know that there's going to be a quality book in there. Hello. Hmm. Well... I think something might have happened to Melinda. Let me see if I can get her back. 
Melinda? Hello? Oh, my gosh. Hello? Okay, well, I am so sorry about that, that we lost Melinda. I don't know if she can still hear me or not, but I really appreciate her being here. And everybody, I hope you will go grab The Littlest Cowgirl. Uh, Seriously, the cover is the cutest thing. And definitely check out that virtual uh, blog tour or book tour, sorry, for Royalty of Romance. And they will be at all the indie bookstores. So please check that out. There will be Zoom links posted on social media. You can find out more at melindacurtis.net. And also on her Facebook and Instagram, she'll be posting links there. So thanks so much for listening, you guys. I am so sorry for the technical problems there at the end. But uh, we will see you next week with more romance because it's February. Happy Valentine's Day out there. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Book Lights. Be sure to connect with us at www.readersentertainment.com for articles, blogs, videos, and podcasts that matter to readers.